Ready? Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode, not even an episode, man. Yes, it is. This is our podcast anniversary number four. I thought that, isn't that an episode? No, it's not numbered. We, oh. don't, we don't number these. I love how I, I'm on the show and I don't even realize that we don't number them. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> podcast anniversary. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, this is our, our fourth year doing the show we usually just pick an arbitrary date in november when we're both like okay with stuff and we uh record our favorite our favorite songs of the past year and we we just listen to them again it's our only time of the year where we go back and listen to whatever we liked except for that one time where i totally screwed it up totally screwed it up (laughs) i actually did that i I did like one track that i repeated Oh, like one of the guest episodes, and Rob was like, "You picked that." I was like, "No, I didn't. That's a lie." And then he, of course, proved it to me on the air that I didn't choose it already. It was "Mask of Corruption" from Time Spinner. I also regret nothing, by the way. <laughs> um, but oh my god! So random thought that came to mind. A couple random thoughts here. One, I'm disgusting because I ran in here from the gym. Right. So if Rob stops the show to open the window, you know, in a mad panic, that is why. I am here straight with Jim Funk. Two, uh, this, I'm sure I'll get a number of interesting responses from this, but I have to state it regardless. I was, people go to Popeye's Chicken and order mild. Mild? Yes. That doesn't sound like a real word for now. Because it's not. (laughs) Someone someone crafted it from spare letters. (laughs) I... I I don't I don't get it. Like, don't get me wrong, and I gotta I gotta preface this because I think when I mentioned it earlier today, people didn't pick up on what I was laying down, which is that I get that people don't like spicy food sometimes and things of that nature. But when I think of mild and spicy, I think of places where spicy is spicy, so they need a mild. Popeyes is literally some chili powder and bread. So if you get mild, I don't even know what you're what you're tasting anymore. You're tasting dr- bland you bread. You just want to eat fatty chicken. Maybe. I think that's what it is. And and fast. Fast fatty chicken. Yeah. I, I don't have an opinion because I don't eat it. Yeah, see? Now, I imagine can't. if it was like spicy c- Cajun cauliflower or something. Oh, and I'm not just being like the holier than thou, like, oh, I won't eat that stuff. I just don't you eat. You just genuinely don't eat chicken. I just don't eat meat. It's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. If you were being holier yeah. than thou, no. I'd mention the halo that's floating over your head and then chastise you for But you're not doing that because you're awesome like that. My halo is the best <laughs> halo. Touche. Better than all the halos. <laughs> except, for, except for reach. Here people like reach. <laughs> Um, All right, so yeah, last week was our 200th episode in which we picked music from uh, four topics from past episodes. Mm-hmm, but they were the new tracks. Year. And it was great. We we uh, got to listen back on, on our fond moments and, uh, and your, the listeners' favorite moments from uh, past episodes, and that was a whole lot of fun. So definitely, if you haven't heard that, go back an episode, listen to that. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun. We laughed the whole time. It's He's not lying mm-hmm. there, because honestly, my memory is atrocious. So he was like, here's a, here's a fan favorite. I'm like, they're fan favorites? And yeah, then they right. were played, and then I laughed like, oh, my God. We said that I know, it's so point? It's so weird to be like, oh, that's right. We did that. That's kind of funny. And um, so, yeah, so do that. And then this episode right now is being recorded live on twitch.tv slash Rhythm and Pixels. Of course, it's 
um, you know, all it's, one it's word. not live any word, and it's all one word, but it's not live anymore. But you can go back and you can see um, our our live stream of us playing video games to to celebrate um, over the weekend. We we <laughs> it was painful. <laughs> I had to cut some clips of it because we played track and field two with a button mesh battle to the to the to the death. And it's funny too because it the, was the, amazing. The track from that mode you did pick for the show on our episode that it released this year, so it I, could yeah, show up. On the I list. could show up here. You know, I picked it for panic mode because it was so good. And then we experienced it, and it was an authentic choice because <laughs> the heck with that mode. Oh, that was if so you funny. Are, if you're a family-friendly person who tuned in for that <clears throat> segment, I apologize yeah. because I had to let it fly at I mean, that we were, point. Yeah, we weren't totally clean during the stream, but just to let you know that. But we will be on this stream and on this podcast. So um, you get the whole family together. It's time to celebrate our four years and bring in our fifth year. That's right. Yeah. With delicious tea mm-hmm. and sweat. Yeah, and so you got green tea, and you finished a um, was a yerba yerba, a yerba yeah, the 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 energy drink that seems to be the discussed nine out of ten drinkers mm-hmm. because every time I try to introduce someone to yerba, they're like, ew, that's disgusting. I'm like, no, that's because everyone's expecting something super sweet. But it has it does have a weird aftertaste. I'll give it that. But I'm like, you know, most things have. I, I think soda has a weird aftertaste. To be blunt, mm-hmm. like I'll drink. I love diet sodas. I'll drink one. It tastes delicious. And then when it's done, it does leave a weird aftertaste. I usually think that's why a lot of people usually reach for a second soda. They want to wash down the taste of the first soda. It's just me. I'm crazy like that. You are crazy like that. And I have conspiracy theories. I can't believe that. So how are we going to do this? Who's going to go first? Because usually if it's a numbered episode, we go based on odds and evens. Um, All right. Who's so your favorite Pokemon? It's got to be Charmander. Okay, I'm going first because that's the worst. Let me stop. <laughs> Actually, I kid. Though there's a bit of a jokey controversy about that that I'll mention. So, uh, the new Sword and Shield just came out recently, right? And of course, there's a, a Sword and a Shield. It's, it's a new Pokemon. It's a new, it's Pokemon. A new Pokemon. <laughs> so they put a bunch of Pokemon in. They took a whole lot of Pokemon out. But one of the big things that really riled people up about the Pokemon that got removed is that of all the starters of every previous game, the only one that made it in was you know who it is. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. <laughs> You're awful. This is podcast anniversary uh, four, everybody. Rob's uh, not listening. Okay, so of all the po- all, all the Pokemon, which ones, which is the only one that made it in? Yeah, of the starter Pokemon. All oh, the starter ones. See, I didn't believe that was real. Like, how could they ignore all of the starter Pokemons? Start, is it start all, over, I is guess. Is it Pikachu? It has what to be you Pikachu. just said! Charmander? What, yes! Char- what you just said! Char- Charmander? Charmin, the one with the bear with the toilet paper. Oh my gosh. It's a bear who fights with toilet paper. Solid steel toilet paper. And he's a fire type. It's fiery toilet paper. Yes. Steel fire toilet paper bear. Toilet toilet paper bear. That's right. Toilet paper bear. We're on fire today. Let me tell you that much. (laughs) We're all fire type. So I'll go first because holy cow. Yeah, I deserve that. (laughs) I'm taking I'm taking the raise on that one. So I like that you have two tracks called Underworld Driver. Oh no, not the tracks, the episode. <laughs> oh yeah, those but, are but they are still both called Underworld, so it balances it out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We, we combined words on that episode, and that was a fantastic yeah. one. So we're gonna pick our favorite songs. Are, are we gonna Are we gonna count down? Or are we... oh, I, I can't. I can't number oh, these. I can't believe it. I start... I'm, I'm gonna pick what seems cool off of the list and be happy with. Okay, it. I'll do the same. So unlike the Legacy Music Hour, we're not gonna pick favorites. I'm picking favorites. It's just I can't go with tops. I'm just like, here's a bowl of goodness. 
So mm. the first track we're going to pick, because I think this is totally up the alley of being on this episode, is a track that I picked from the Nindies episode, World 19 episode on stage six. Um, the track is from the game Bot Vice, and the title is called Where the Turtles Roam, composed by Dominic Nenmark. And I definitely believe this belonged on this episode. So right. I'm good with that. Welcome back. You're listening to Where the Turtles Roam from the game Bot Vice, composed by Dominic Nenmark. Um, this is definitely one of my favorite tracks chosen this year. Very, uh, very good. It's, it's bouncy. Yes. It's super bouncy. This is also the OST that introduced me to the composer Dominic Nenmark. And as a result of discovering this track and how fantastic it sounds, I honestly just kind of bought every game that the guy composed music for that night. Like, yeah, I liked it that much. So I own every game he's composed music for, except for one. And what are some of the other games? Um, was it Superstar Rush? Um, there's another game called Viviette, and there's another game called Strikey Sisters. They're all on the DS, oh, sorry, on the Switch. Mm-hmm. And it's a company called DYA Games that puts them out. So if there's other games that I'm not familiar with or I'm not holding on to right now, I will need to know what they are so that I can have them because I like everything this guy does. His work is phenomenal. Um, EB in the chat, Electric Boogaloo, mentions that he feels as though this has a very Mega Man X4-esque sound. It does. It, X4, yeah, definitely. X4. Because it's more synthy than it is guitar-y. Mm-hmm. But it's it, yeah, it, it's almost like the sounds. like It's almost like right out of the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Which is I, pretty cool. And that's, I think that's a lot of what I get out of his music, too. It's like it gives me that nostalgic sound. Mm. That I don't get from a lot of games these days, even like a lot of other retro games. Even it's a it's a style I want to almost say is unique to him in this age yeah, of music that's composition. True. That's true. I think I'll pick my next track um, based off of that. That oh. is unique. Um. Okay, here we go. So this is from another indie game that is a very very unique sound. I don't think we've heard anything else like this on the show before. Mm-hmm. It's from the game Hypnospace Outlaw. It's from our episode 19-1 Detective Story. And this is where you're trying to solve a mystery by going through this weird 1990s Earthlink internet. Oh, really? And the soundtrack for this is just, it's so different. It's so original. It's um, composed by Jay Tholen, and this is a track called Formations. This is from Detective Story, episode 19-1. Thank you. 
formations from the game Hypnospace Outlaw for the um, Steam. I think it's on PC. It was composed by Jay Tholen, who also worked on the game Dropsy. And it is just such a cool song. It's so different. It's so, it's modern, but also kind of trippy. And I don't know, it has kind of an old feel to it at the same time. I love it. I love that song so much. We're looking into it's it over top here. five material, man. Top five material. Oh, you're going with top five. Oh. Yeah, these are me. These are my top tracks. Uh-huh. I, I, of course, I, I picked like twelve, but these are my top tracks. Yeah, I, that's where I'm at. Like, I'm just I have like a nice large bowl of candy. It's <laughs> like pulling one out at a time at random. Like, I hope this is good enough. But uh, yeah, I think. I mean, this may actually be the case, but we don't know off the top of our heads here. But <laughs> it sounded like a freeze pop song to me. It was very res- um, reminiscent of a freeze pop jam with song with Shanti Drinkwater doing the actual vocals or something here. I was very pleased with the sound, sound that I very much missed, and yes, that was a good choice of tune here. I'm happy with it. Yeah, and so now we have uh, uh, play the game. some people, uh, Electric Boogaloo, in the chat. Uh, probably, I think he's looking up to see if it is the same singer from Freeze Pop. Assuming Who's, it's public knowledge, he what's might his not name? have said it. I mean, there's like two guys, male vocalists, they use the interchange, but no, Shanti Drinkwater and the Duke of Candy Apples. I love their names. Yes. Um, I'll, I remember it was, it was, Liz Enthusiast. Yeah, Liz Enthusiast. I remember her because she sang um, 
You're Not My Game Boy. Mm-hmm. I like that song a lot. And of course, Science Genius Girl. Science Genius Girl. Yes. That's the song that um, I think most people learned of them because of that song. It was in Frequency. Mm-hmm. It was an unlockable song of Frequency. Oh, and it, then when I earned it, I kind of just stopped playing the rest of the game and just mastered that one. I think the one that really took them out, uh, uh, really elevated them, was uh, from Guitar Hero 1 because they did uh, more rock. Oh, let's talk. Let's more talk rock. more rock. Yeah, that was like one of the hardest songs in the game because it was like this arpeggio that got faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. It was killer on on the fingers, but it was fun. It's honestly just I missed them. Come if you're if you're listening to this show by some odd chance, guys, please make a return because you are very much missed in the yeah. sphere. Ever since the harmonics game library dried up, so do so too that their access to jams apparently to the public. But I want more of their stuff back. Come on, Freezies. Come on, Freezies. All right, Purnell. Purnell with the Yeezys. I know. Yeezy Majibis. <laughs> Majibis. What's your, uh, what's your next pick? What's your next top pick? Well, this one's going to be an easy selection. I think after this, is going to get harder to choose because yeah. I'm going to have to narrow it down. But I can guarantee my next one's going to be very specific. That is from episode 18-3, our favorite platformers. Oh, yeah. You have this one highlighted. Yes, right. That's important. Because I remember even (laughs) saying it on the episode how much I liked the track and why. So if I did not put this on the show, I would have I would have never let I would have never let it live it down. I'd have been upset. I'd been horrified. So this track is from the game Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. It's on pretty much like friggin' every current gen system. Um Xbox One, PS4, and Switch. And it is called I think it's just Fields or green fields? We'll figure it out. But And it's composed by Keiki Kobayashi, and it's a banger. It's so good.
Welcome back. You're listening to Fields from, or sorry, Greenfields from the game Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom for, well, I played it on the Switch, so I'm sticking with that. <laughs> and it's composed by Keiki Kobayashi. This track, I probably said it on the original episode, and I'll say it again right now. That is the track that I typically will listen to when I really, really need to pick me up, when I need to feel good. This is a good track. This is like feel good. It's like one of the best feel good tracks mm-hmm. like I think we've ever had on the show. It's it, just it owns its title. Like yeah. it's it's one of the very first. I don't want to say first, but it's like the second area of the game you pretty much get into, or third area you get into, mm-hmm. and it's just so uplifting. Like I just I stopped the switch and let it run here. And just started doing my dishes and stuff while this track played, just like the old days when you used to do like, like an NES game or something. Because I was playing it before the OST came out, so I, I I didn't rip it. And then when we first put on the episode, I had ripped it myself. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And threw it. I was like, "Here's the track. <laughs> Play it on the show. It's so good." But it's uh, I know I wasn't I wasn't prepared for how positive I would feel after this fact. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know. It's something about this guitar section right here. That's the that's the that's the yeah, kicker. It gets a, you in the mood, and then the guitar just takes you away. It's like a mixture of Katamari Damashi, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like a little bit of that, and mixed with I don't know, like a '80s sitcom theme song with happiness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like too actually, many. Actually, yes. It's yeah. The, well, don't go. Not, I guess too many cooks would applaud. Too many cooks, but like not scary. Too many <laughs> blades of grass. There too many go. blades of grass. But like honestly, so. Like, this game, because EB was in the chat, he was like, I still need to get this game. And my first thought was, yes, bump it to the top. Like, because this year, the big, like, reveal that I've been seeing that came out for reviews was, like, that Super Lucky's Tale is, like, the feel-good game to buy this season for mm-hmm. the Switch. Like, if you want to feel good, like, you're playing a classic game game when you didn't have responsibilities and everything wasn't so edgy, play Super Lucky's Tale. You'll feel great. And that's how I feel about this game, the same way I felt about this game, which is that if you just want to play a game where you don't have to feel like everything's edgy, and you just want to feel good, and the music makes you feel uplifted, at least for this section of the game, mm-hmm. pick this up and feel elated. Just feel joy. Get it out of this track. It's so freaking good. And everyone should play this game at least once in their lives. You should do it. Owe it to yourself. All right. Monster Boy. And I am not being paid by the company who made this <laughs> game, I swear. Oh, more EB trivia. Look, right, I a, swear this guy is just riddled with, like, knowledge. He says, makes sense. Keiki Kobayashi was a performer on the Katamari Damacy soundtrack uh, as part of Katamari, Katamari Sambatai. Or Sambate. Okay, there we go. That that We've got some connections made there. Electric Boogaloo. is we're, He's too good for us. No, he's he's just a good person. <laughs> the guy knows stuff. He, he knows, knows things. He knows things. He drinks and he knows things. All right, so we're moving on to my next favorite track of the past year. This is from episode 16-6, which is our 158th episode. This is a while. <laughs> this is a ways back. This is the Big Chill episode with KVGM Radio presents The Last Wave. This is, this is actually a pick from Hammock. Hammock! Hammock! I can't not do that. This is from the game Einhander for the Sony PlayStation, and it's called Earthlight. And I could not believe how smooth this was from being in the game Einhander. <laughs> um, and this is composed by Kenichiro Fukui. And again, the track is called Earthlight from Einhander. 
And we're back. You're listening to Earthlight from the game Einhander for the Sony PlayStation composed by Kenichiro Fukui. And we originally played this on episode 16-6, our episode with Hammock from KVGM. Hammock! The Last Wave. Every time oh, you say Hammock, I gotta do this. So good. You gotta do Hammock. The guy is super chill and he has the most the chillest podcast you've ever seen. I gotta, I gotta say, so there's like, so we have the, the, the most... The, the most, like, I don't know, like, the dig, not, I don't want to say dignified, but like, how would you describe, um, Michael Bridgewater's voice? Because I'm trying to think of the word I want to use to describe his voice, but he has the most of it. <laughs> he sounds like, I want to say sophisticated. No, like, no, no. He sounds authoritative. Authoritative. No. No, he, he sounds smooth. Welcome to the, welcome back to the forever sound version. Like, know. it's. That's why I'm trying to think like the way I want to describe, but it'll come He's to me later. I'll yell at the end of the episode, yeah, yeah. but I want to say Hammock has the chillest voice. Yeah. Well, Hammock's pretty chill. Yeah. 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 But it I comes through on the show, Josh, too. Josh from the VGM jukebox, which we still salute. Um, I think I liked his voice. He had a great voice. You didn't listen to that show. I'm terrible. You, you don't listen to a lot of shows, but that was a, he, the, it was really, really good. It's something about like the whole West Coast vibe. It was like really relaxed. Um, I will say Seattle felt that way when I went there. Purnell. Los Angeles, no. <laughs> Los Angeles is a nightmare. Purnell, it's time to stop relaxing. Because Why? it is time for a big, stupid quiz. Are you you made a freaking image for it, too. Oh, I made everything for Rob's this. Rob's big, stupid quiz. This is Rob's big, stupid quiz. How stupid is it? It's pretty stupid. It's so stupid, that eggplant on. <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me move some things out of the way here. Just do the thing. I see now I'm all antsy. Like we got a quiz. He's like, I'm going to take my break. I'm going to take my time on it. Mm. Let Pernell get all antsy and stressed out. All right, so for this quiz, um, I've been watching Jeopardy every night for like the past month on Netflix. I'm just so into it. I don't know why. It's just it's really relaxing and it's fun to play along on on the show. So I've had Jeopardy on the mind. We're gonna play some Jeopardy. Okay. You can answer. You can answer these as much as you want. I'm gonna give you a, 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 a list of words, and you have to tell me like where they're from or how they're connected. Might need to give me an example question, or let's just see how yeah. it goes. I'm like, what do you mean? Okay. Number one. Yo-yo combo. Oh, accurate. And they're all Jet Set Radio names. Oh. Huh? Um, I yo-yo, love how I answered it first. Combo and gum. So you're saying it is? They're all related to Jet Set Radio. Jet Set Radio. <laughs> so if I was wrong, would Jim be like, you look stupid? No, it's just all the same. <laughs> That's the best one. Okay, so our next our next question. Are you ready? Yes. Castlevania 2, Double Dragon 2, and Columns 3. Wait, how would they be all related? There's how two, are th- 2 and 3. Castlevania 2, Double Dragon 2, and Columns 3. Twos and threes, like what? How are they connected? How are they connected? They're all sequels. Are you giving up? I might because I don't know what the heck you want me to come up. With. This is going to be the example that I get your rhythm on here. What the heck? Revenge. revenge. Why is Columns Three Revenge? Columns Three is the title is Columns Three: The Revenge. Why Castle, is Castlevania Two Belmont's Revenge? Oh Jesus crap! And right. Double Dragon Two: the revenge. the revenge. No one ever uses the subtitles <laughs> in those games, especially not Columns. Uh, revenge and Columns. Right. Thunder, life. All right, now this is an easy one. And shining. This is a given. 
for now. They are all very angry games <laughs> in the sense that there's a certain pushback involved in each <laughs> one that the player engages in in order to progress through them. Some might say you might have to get a little aggressive when you play them. Is that your final answer? You have to say that in the form of a question. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know, I know the answer. I'm just teasing you. All right, what's the answer? As I got that look at the checks, I just realized that they were, someone was going to say the oh, answers. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I, but I, did, I didn't know it. You know, I was dancing around. That's me. fine. That's fine. Yeah, they're all force-related. Thunder Force Life Force, force is Shining Force. It is Force. If I didn't get that, knowing how much I like Shining Force, that would have been pathetic of me. <laughs> Especially now that I know what you're going for here. All right, yeah, now you understand. All right, next one. Man, <clears throat> Drive, and Zord. Oh. Nega. Nega. No, no. You know what it is. It's Mega. <laughs> yeah, of course. Jim Halper's like, it's Mega. Come on. All right. Arts. Nightmare Fishing. This On Elm little, Street. This is a little different. <laughs> Nightmare fishing. Oh, nightmare mode, fishing mode. Wait. Nightmare fishing. That could technically be Trails of Cold Steel, though I know it's not, mm. because it has a nightmare mode and you can fish in it. Hmm. Nightmare fishing. Fishing. <laughs> nightmare. What? The? Nightmare. Dreams? Fishing dreams? What the? What is this? Wait, wait. Don't. Night. I don't want to drag this <laughs> you show. You want to know this one, don't This you? is driving me nuts because it's going to be something that's going to be so freaking <laughs> obvious when it shows up. Nightmare and fishing. Nights into dreams? There's a nightmare where you're fighting a giant fish. You're like, I'm very you late night, so I don't know what you're talking, I don't know about. What you're talking about. Dream cast. Nightmare fishing. Nightmare is a dream. Cast fishing. See, no, 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 no. See, <laughs> and the people in the chat can back me on this. I get where you're going with it now, but now that's a weird... It changes the dynamic. They're not common words. They're two words that can be tied into making one word when you make the associations. It's my quiz, Pernell. <laughs> so brutal. <laughs> All right, next question. All right. Flare. Thunder. Thunderhead and Battler. How are they related? Flare, gun, bat, gun, battler. Thunderhead, gun. This is probably the hardest quiz you've ever done for me because I'm <laughs> I know. I really want to do something uh, uh, good, so... Flare, Thunderhead, and Battler. Battler Joe, Joe Flare, Thunderhead <laughs> Joe. I love how I'm like thinking of like these obscure things that you would never think of, like freaking like Car no. Battler Joe. Yeah, you got to go way easy on this. <laughs> Flare, Thunderhead, Rick Flare, Battler, Rick Flare, Rick Thunderhead, and Rick Battler. Okay, <laughs> they are all characters. From Golden Axe. Oh, I, I'll, I'll take that. I don't know the freaking names uh, of those characters. I just know there's like a. a I freaking, thought you would know that. I know Golden Axe involves people beating up dwarves for You're their like treasure. You're like all like this like weird random like you can fish in Trails of Cold Steel Part Two, the JRPG. You can. It's true, <laughs> and there's a nightmare difficulty. All right, here so, we go. The fun starts here. Absolutely brilliant. Ingenious at play. These are all slogans for various stores. Three different slogans for one place. Funko Lane. The fun starts here. Absolutely brilliant. Genius at play. Ingenious at play. Funko Lane or I'll, marbles? I will give you a hint. They're, oh. They are all slogans for a games developer, an old games developer. A games developer? Yes. Is it a, They're non-existent, I'm assuming, at this point. They're gone. I don't think so. They're defunct. Mm. Like they're, old school. Think NES. They're not LJN. Genius at pl- Yeah, that's the crazy one, right? 
Yes. Who in the heck would think they're going to sell a product with genius at play? Uh, yeah, one one guess, one guess. I'm just I'm just going to drive like LJN, but right. it's no way it's LJN. You're on the right track. Acclaim, Codemasters. <laughs> no one bought games from Codemasters. Who? <laughs> no. <laughs> genius at play. That's why they're defunct. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for to be playing. <laughs> oh, gee. All right. I'm going to look at the chat next. I want to see how many other people's like, well, I clearly oh. knew what you were doing, Pernell. You missed all these easy questions. So let's see. We got... See, Game That Tune missed that. He's like real bass nightmare. Like, see, he's he got stumped too. Silver Dreamcast had nightmare creatures too in Sega Bassfish. That's what the EV said. See? But... I mean, you weren't even going for that. No. Sega Bassfish. Silver Weapon. All right. All right. Utopia Nemo got the Golden Axe one. Oh, good. Yeah, I thought that would be too easy because of Battler. You would have seen if I started with Battler, but you. What were you saying? You weren't saying Axe Battler. You were saying bat- Car Battler Joe. Car Battler Joe. I don't no, even like know Car, like vroom, vroom. Car Battler. It's an import game. <laughs> I'm almost pod. That's the exact name. I could have been off slightly, but it's definitely something like oh. Car Battler Joe. For now, I'm so disappointed. No, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> that was a broken quiz, but it was fun. I actually enjoyed the fact that I didn't know the answers because it made it more humorous. By virtue of the fact that I think my frustration is funny. Like, I, how many people do you know that find humor in their own frustration? I, I may be the only one. I'm certainly finding femur in, humor in I like femurs too. Humor. <laughs> I have are. two of them. Okay, Pernell, we are on to your uh, next track. If you can uh, reach into the grab bag. All right, I'm going to name this one because if I if one of us doesn't pick it before the episode over, <laughs> I'm going to hate myself <laughs> one for of it. Us has we got to do it. We had we both have it on our list because it was just that freaking uh, good, so it. it has to come up. You know it, yeah. It's from the episode 17-1, the music of ease with Chris Baines, awesome guy, awesome guy. Oh, Chris Baines, all star guest on the show, all star human being. Yes, he is. I hope he's listening because. He is. I know. I haven't talked to him in a while, I love, but I know yeah. he's knee deep in Pokemon Sword and Shield, just like me. <laughs> good. Um, the track of choice is mentioning Ease. It can only be one for this season. Sunshine Coastline from Ease 8 Lacrimosa of Dana for PS4, Switch, and X- No, not Xbox. Just PS4 and Switch. Mm-hmm. Possibly Steam. Um, composed by Takahiro Unisuga. And it's, it's the best. easily one of the best it's tracks the best. of this year.
Welcome back. You're rocking out to Sunshine Coastline from the game Ease 8 Lacrimosa of Dana from the friggin' Music of Ease with Chris Baines episode composed by Takahiro Unisuga of the Falcom Sound Team. Probably, I, I feel weird even <laughs> saying this considering how far in the line this is, but this may well be the top one of the top three, if not the best track that has ever come out of an Ease game. Like, I keep coming back to this track. I was at a, at the gym a couple weeks ago. It was a, towards the end of the night, so there was no one in there but me. And they play music over the speakers, and I'm just in there working out by myself. Guy goes, what do you want to listen to? Since you're the only one here, let's have some fun. What do you want to work out to? Mm-hmm. And the first thing that came to mind was Sunshine Coastline. Yeah. I want to work out to Sunshine Coastline. So he puts this track on on an extended font. I, t- I beat the living crap out of those boxing oh, bags. so good. This is such a... Oh. It has the beat that just feels sweet yeah, when the, you're beating bags. The drum fills. It's the drum fills. They feel amazing. Like when they hit, and then the um, I don't know. There's like there's like a chorus, but then there's like a, like a, there's not there's like a there's an A, there's a B, and then there's like a C section. But and like I don't know. There's like there's like a there's like a chorus. Baby, that's an entire alphabet. In there's here. like a second chorus on top of it. I don't know. There's, it just keeps building, and I love it. I, I love the song. Like literally, the only thing bad about the track, I think I mentioned it in the past, but. This plays early in the game and nothing else matches up to it. So you leave this area and you're like, everything else is underwhelming by comparison. I just want to go like, back to the beach. They just like blow it, right? It's like, oh, this is, well, that's it. I mean, there's Night Survivor. I'll give it that. I love Night Survivor and I always enjoy coming across that track. But And while I do like the soundtrack in general, like I said, I just, I always find myself going, I hope they make you go back to the beach at some point so I can listen to more Sunshine Coastline. That's so good. It's just a freaking gem of God, a jam. It, just, it makes you want to do air drums for like an hour. It does. It really does. And at my desk at work, sometimes that's what I have to do. <laughs> just bust it out. Somebody walks in, it's like, "Pernell, we need to get this." Right. Pardon yeah. me. He's like, "Oh no, come rock with me. Come on in." So there's there's a stamina um, a DDR pack for Trails of Cold Steel called Trails of Cold Stream, and this track's on there, and I can't even touch it because it's this song is it's already over 200 beats per minute. You can jog to this though. I, oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Or run even like. But it's, are there ever? Can you, think, play it. can you think of any music tracks? Because there's jogging, right? And then there's just straight up running. Like, there's that thing mm-hmm. where you play a track that's just makes you feel so energized that you want to just burn your energy out in one burst. Yes. As you just shoot up a straightaway yes. or go down a hill. Can you think of any tracks that do that to you? Because this would be one of them for it, it, me. Oh, this is one of them. This is this is this is definitely it. This is this is it. Like just find the steepest hill you can. It's like go. I mean, just jump off the my, side. My next track could be this one again. <laughs> we could just do it again. Yeah, because I will say we we did we Rob and I chose a bunch of tracks and we like had to narrow it down, which we're pretty much doing during this episode. But this is the one track that we both picked. Yeah, I think it's the all only our one. List. The only one that we both picked. We picked a lot from the some some from the same episodes, but that was definitely one that we we both just jumped on right away. I just remember when we played it, I, I like it blew my mind. It's like the actual song just blew my mind. Um, all right, so I am going to jump around to one of my favorite episodes that we have ever, ever done. This is episode 18-5, Capcom Chaos. Yeah, that was a good episode. That was bizarre because it was not just Capcom game music. It was like Capcom game music arranged or like in another game or on, on a different system that like no one expected it to be on with a completely different soundtrack. Or just a track that has nothing to do with Capcom by its composers, just their characters showed up in the game and exactly. the composer just did it. Just crazy stuff. So um, yeah, one of my favorite episodes was some of the craziest music. And this is from Street Fighter 2 Turbo Grandmaster Challenge 
for the 3DO. And this is the track Ready to Fight, which I think was used um, as the um, as the uh, cre- ending credits music. Oh. Because it's the same ending credits music, but on the 3DO, it is arranged by an unknown composer and has vocals. 3DO! So this is by Yoko Shimomura, arranged by unknown, Ready to Fight from Street Fighter 2 for the 3DO. And also, just to state... Thank you, Kung Fu Carlito, for the happy anniversary. Yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone in the chat saying happy anniversary. You guys are great. You're all awesome. And this chat is actually very fun.
jumped into a freeze frame. Those things have been floating around lately. Dangerous. <laughs> that was ready to fight from the game Street Fighter II Turbo Grandmaster Challenge for the 3DO, composed by Yoko Shimomura and arranged by Unknown. And this was from episode 16, I'm sorry, 18-5, Capcom Chaos. That was episode number 177. You got the numbers down. Oh, it was great. That was I, so good. I think it's funny. I made our comment, and Rob says, like, we probably made that comment when we heard it the first time, yeah. which is that this definitely sounds like something from, like, the late 80s, early 90s anime era, like maybe the ending of a Bubblegum Crisis episode. Yeah, Tenchi Moyo. Yes. Well, not, maybe not Tenchi, because Tenchi had a more traditional, like, ending. He had That's like, one true. of those, like, more... Yeah. more more studio produced bands or something but this like bubblegum crisis was like that classic anime style where it still looked a little dirty not ne- not in a negative connotation well no there was a there was a spinoff right there was a spinoff of tenshi moyo they were like the uh there was like the 90s spin there were the space police it was the two the two women who yeah were like, Kyo, um it was like uh, mihoshi and kione yes why do i remember that <laughs> well, i do like that i did love tenshi moyo why so why do that. i remember that they had a cat Mixed with a rabbit that was also no, a spaceship. No, it was a cabot. Yes, it was a cabot. It was a cabot. That could turn into a spaceship. Yes. Because why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Anyway, I love that song. It's so happy. It's so stupid happy. Mm-hmm. Every, it, it, that song makes me feel the same way that the, the soundtrack to Daytona USA 2 makes me feel. It's just like it's guitar and synthesizers and some Japanese singing mixed with some bad English. It's really fun. It's a whole lot of fun. It's good stuff. Also, I just I'm gonna be that guy just states it. I'm not sure how many other people in the chat or listening do this, but I like anime. I love anime. I've been listening I've been watching this since the mid nineties, actually early nineties even, back with like mm-hmm. the original Dominion Tank police. Yeah, the first thing's like we like like when we first got first got done, when we first met, like we were going to like anime conventions together. Mm-hmm. Like Katsukan, Odukan, Nekokan. Nekokan, yeah. And I Listen to the music in the shows, and I do try to sing it. I don't know, lick of Japanese. <laughs> Never learned any of it from these experiences, but I still try to sound out lyrics, and I'm at the point there where s- there are still shows where I listen to the music for, and I'll know the entire song. I could sing it to you, but I have no idea what any of the words mean. There were some episodes where we played some Japanese music that you were you sang the entire lyrics, and mm-hmm. I was like, why don't even get it? But, yes. Um, it was. I, can't, I wish I could remember which episode that was. I now. remember like years ago. This was many years ago. I was in Chicago. We were all hanging out. We went to a karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those ones you get the private room and everything. And it had um, multi language guide. So there was a song in the book that was from a game, from a Guitar Freaks game that I like called Rocket Dive. And it was like, I think it was like Guitar Freaks' ninth mix. Anyway, the point I was like, oh, Rocket Dive, I'll sing that. And my thought was that it would be a Romanized lyrics like so sing the song right right it would be phonetic english mm-hmm. but it no. was not it was all japanese characters so how far did he get oh i sang the whole thing but you know <laughs> earlier um phantom jess said i like watching you guys do live stuff because you like you're good with improvising lyrics you make it fun well <laughs> we did that a lot it started somewhere and if i had to guess i'd say it much heavily probably started then because when rocket dive started mm-hmm. and i couldn't understand the lyrics on the screen i didn't want to give up my song so i sang it anyway <laughs> and i just made up lyrics for the entire song someone recorded it's out there somewhere and people still chuckle about it. like speed freaks chicken wings and rocket dives <laughs> and i was like what is he doing and like there's a the thing i had a chorus oh I it like was that. fantastic it oh. was fan- amazing all right what's your uh, what's your next one all right so let me see here so we're on to 
This is your third? This is your fourth. This will be my fourth. This is your fourth track. We're just going to do it until we're tired of doing them. <laughs> so there is no bonus. This is just extendo yeah. infinity yeah, round. So we're not doing a special bonus round because I think I feel like bonus round, some of the bonus round music is fair game. Mm-hmm. Right. Or and actually, a lot of the bonus round music end up in our bonus beats um, special episodes as well, which I, I want to do more of because I just enjoy putting putting mixes out. There's just so many good tracks. Let me see. I think I am going to go with this particular song because I just like it so much, even though it doesn't quite fit my usual... St- As you know, this one will be that, and then the next one will be the one I was about to describe. So this is from an indie game that I reviewed um, on the Switch, though. I guess it was on other systems, too. Like I think Rob said it was on Steam. But the game was called Super Kane Magic Zero. It was featured on our I think I just assumed 18-8, The Dinner Party. And the track itself doesn't even have an official name, at least not to my knowledge. It may have an official soundtrack on like Bandcamp, which I should really look into. But um, this track, we just titled it From Forest because it played in one of the forest levels of the game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where, maybe the tracks weren't even named. or there wasn't, At the time, they weren't right. named. Um, it was just here's some music for the game. But we do know the composer... And his name is Bulby. Bulby. So we've played some bonus round music from him or her who did uh, um, Bro, remixes Wally, yeah. and like like eight bit like versions of other songs. Yes. So yeah, definitely, definitely in that chip tune camp. All right, let's go.
You're up. Welcome back. You're listening to Forced. Basically a track. Let's just call it Forced because, again, I don't think the track has a real name. But this is from the game Super Kane Magic Zero. Yes. Picked for episode The Dinner Party. Composed by Bulby, existent on Steam and Switch. Why did I pick this track for Dinner Party? Just a quick refresher. Dinner Party was about music you'd play for, like, dining, like, mm-hmm. different stages of a meal. Yeah, yeah, we went through, like, uh, like this is, like, everyone's getting together, this, we're having appetizers, we're having a chat, then we're eating, and then we're, like, having, like, maybe drinks afterwards, mm-hmm. or having some tea, yeah. And I believe I picked this track for, like, like probably, like, the main course period or something, <laughs> yeah. and the reason why I picked it for the game itself is because this is, like, a sort of action RPG kind of game, mm-hmm. but the weird aspect of it is that you can eat literally everything in the game. You can eat <laughs> enemies, you can eat weapons, items, food. You just eat everything. Everything. You can eat a bomb and take damage if you really want to. I don't know why you do it, <laughs> but you can if you want, and that's really freaking awesome they put that in there. And this track in particular really resonates with me. Like, it's... It's so good to me. Like, that first part is not as exciting. It's kind of mellow. It's just do, 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 do. Like this yeah, right here. It's when the, it's, it's, it's that second half of this track when things just, just jump in. Is, is that thematic in the game where. No, it's not even thematic. It's just that's just how the track is. how works. the track is. So you'll be playing and all of a sudden, like, it just kicks in the other half. And sometimes it comes, it doesn't conveniently because you'll be fighting guys. Or they're fighting small dudes. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, whack them. This is good. This is good. That is, and then the yeah. moment the track changes over, you have to start getting chased by two giant tomato farmer monsters. And by that, I mean they're actual farmers with mm. tomatoes for heads. And they're attacking with their pitchforks. <laughs> and you're just laughing at it and running away because they're really strong. And you're like throwing bombs at them to make them go away. It's, um, it's interesting because it's this, a very old school way of doing like this style of music. Having a, a long track rather than having... Here it is. Ha- here it comes. Ooh. Hey there! It's rather than having adaptive music, where like the music changes with the gameplay, it's just it's already built into the song. And if it happens, it happens. It happens. Yeah, and and you know what? I would say nine times out of ten, it works, or I'm happy with it. You know, mm-hmm. I like that. So good. Oh, I, I love this. I'm glad that we're listening to this section again because it's so it just so fits. It just fits. okay. I'm gonna say something a little controversial, maybe maybe controversial, but I feel. Why like- do you hate video games? <laughs> Why do you hate me? No, the uh, the melody to this reminds me of like old school NES. Maybe not um, Maniac Mansion, but maybe um, what was that MTV? MTV on the NES? The, yeah, there was a uh, remote control. <laughs> huh? Reminds me of remote control. I don't think I've ever seen that show. Oh. Well, I mean, have you played the NES game? No. It's nothing like the show. It's not good either. <laughs> it's also not good, but nothing like the show, which is also not it good. It is also, Chris. Also, that little ding, the little dinner bell in the middle there, that's really funny. I love this. And we're a game to recommend to people, too, because, like, I get strangely self-conscious when it comes to recommending games to people. Like, <laughs> I know that my taste in games can kind of go all over the place, and it's like, Pernell can find something to like about pretty much anything. I mean, there's a few dud games, Tokyo Tattoo Girls, but there, yeah. I can generally enjoy everything. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like, oh yeah, I love Super like Chain Magic you, Zero. You just have like a big open mind, and and I don't think people discount that. I don't think people are, are throwing throwing away your, your opinion. I can definitely appreciate yeah, that. I really don't think so. I think the goal is like, when I talk about something, I have to already tell you, this is why I like it, mm-hmm. with the hopes being that you'll hear it and go, I won't like that. That sounds <laughs> terrible. Yeah. All right, thanks for the recommendation, Purnell, but 
I don't want to eat bombs, so... <laughs> I think it sounds own. cool. I think it sounds really cool. And I think with the right art direction, probably super cute. All right, so we are going to my next track. This is... You know, I've been going back and forth on this one. I'm not sure whether to play it or not. Um, but I'm going to do it. Did I pick it? Oh, we missed Mixmaster. He had to head out, too. Yeah, he had to head out. All right, this is from episode 18-9, Double Vision, when we had Legacy Music Hour on the show with us. And uh, Brent Weibach, he picked some music from Wilmot's Warehouse. Yes. Wait, no, no, no. No, he picked music oh, from, no, from, from Baba, Baba, Baba Is You. Baba Is You. And, Brent, uh, and uh, Rob F. Switch, in classic Switch fashion, shows almost exclusively arcade and Genesis music through the whole episode. So this is a track that he picked that I really enjoy. This is from the game Saint Dragon. This is Area 2. Composed by Tekhan and Sizzla, and I—it's—it's I, it's a handle. I forget the the composer's name, but it's Sizzla from the game Saint Dragon. You're listening to Area 2 from the game Saint Dragon, and this was originally picked by Rob F. Switch on our episode 18-9, Double Vision. That was fun. That was that, that was a that was a long time coming. We scheduled that out, and they just kept getting moved around and moved around. But I don't know how, how they even get together to record because their schedules are so different and, and they're they on in diff- very different areas. Very different they? areas. All oh, my favorite part of the track's coming up. I want to hear it one more time. The reason I love this track so much is right here. Ooh. Yeah, that wasn't a... That's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, but honestly, that was a fun episode to me mm-hmm. primarily because there was an interesting sense of, like, parallel between, like, those two and us. Like, there was most yeah. people. I was like, wait, 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 you like that track, too? Oh, my God, you like that game, too? <laughs> and he was, like, bringing tracks from games that I already knew and mm-hmm. liked. I would have totally picked that track. I think, for example, he picked the track from Baba Is You, and I was like, I also have that track from Baba Is You. Now I don't have to pick it because you picked it, and you're awesome. And he's like, yeah. It was it was so nice that we that we clicked really easily on, on, that, on that evening. Especially, you never really know how things are going to go all the time when you have a guest on the show that you've never really talked to yeah. in person or over Skype before doing it. Mm-hmm. So like we, we spent like a half an hour or almost, almost an hour ahead of time just like chatting with them and just really like catching up and, and getting to know each other. And it was, it was really nice. Very awesome. Yeah, gents. everything went super smooth and um, yeah, it was a great episode in the end, I think. I can concur. And, um, and at the beginning. And at the beginning. Uh, at the beginning and the middle was pretty good, too. Yeah, I would go with that. The middle, the, the, the ending. <laughs> the ending. But you know what I hate that did end for me? 
my Gamers Club Unlocked membership. <laughs> and I bought my final Gamers you Club did? Unlocked game last night. What is I did, what, is that like um, like Diners Club? I, I guess. It was a thing that uh, Best Buy did where you paid 20 bucks a year mm-hmm. and you got 20% off of every game you bought. I have no idea how they made money off of it, and they probably didn't because they terminated the program. <laughs> so you finally you had your last purchase since the program's been terminated? Yeah, so what happened was I had a subscription. That subscription expired last year, mm-hmm. but another friend of mine had gotten a subscription like one week before they ended the program. So he let me use his Best Buy account to buy stuff. So I would go in there, give them his phone number, buy stuff on his account, and just rack it up. And then whenever I accrued enough points, I reward certificates or whatever, I just spend those too. So I started to even feel weirdly guilty. Like, what if I'm spending rewards that he earned? But he was like, don't worry about it. Just spend all the rewards. I don't care. You're probably earning most of them anyway. Wow. Oh, that's nice. So the last game was like, uh, I went there last night because with Pokemon Sword and shit, they gave me 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, crap. But if his Gamer Club's expired in a, like, in a week, I don't want to go in there like with no discount. Like, hey, use this guy's right. account. So I had to give them guy a convincing statement that said, you know, there's no particular reason why I'm trying to rush to use credit that expires at the end of January. Just just let me buy something right now. Yes, don't ask for my ID. Just give me the game. <laughs> give me the game. But it was it ended up being a game called Deathmark, um, which is like a cool like horror puzzle game. Okay. So it's not like Resident Evil. It's more adventurous. Oh, Deathmark. Deathmark 2000. Hmm. All right. So do you have a, uh, your next track? Maybe this is your fifth track, so we'll probably end up on this one. In that case, I definitely think I want to pick this one, though, mm. which is interesting because on one hand, I could pick two. I'm, I'm going to name two of my honorable mentions, though I had a ton of honorable mentions. Yes. But one of them was going to be Dragon of Embraces from La Mulana 2. Ooh, Love that track. Yes, so good. That was, and, that was really good. Yes, it was. Actually, all, all, the tr- all, all the La Mulana tracks are very... Um, Looking forward to that yeah, Switch compelling. release next year. Um, I've had a track from Hypervoid mentioned, too. Mm-hmm. But I think for some reason, especially if this is the track that's going to end the episode, or at least be for me anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go with this track, which I really loved, which is from the game Shinzen Input Output, played on the episode Chill with KVGM, hanging out with Hammock. I, that was on my short list. I almost put that on my list. Really? Yeah, I did. This is such a good tune. That was a great episode, too. So this game is called, oh, this game, Shinzen Input Output, the track is titled Concentration. The game is only on Steam. And the composer is Matthew Burns.
Welcome back. You're listening to Concentration from the game Shenzhen Input Output, chosen from the episode 16-6 Chill with KVGM, composed by Matthew I- Broderick. Is Broderick? There you go. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. It's Matthew Bums you put on here, but I think it's Burns. I'm looking. To- Wait, I might have had that wrong. I mean, I typed this really fast. <laughs> <laughs> this game <laughs> falls into the dialogue we had earlier about. We're talking about games that don't feel like have like. There's not a lot of games that give you like a truly feeling unique experience, but I think this one is definitely one that does. Like you play as an employee at a new programming company, like a like a tech company, and the game is you first doing your job interview, and then after the job interview, you're actually doing work function tasks, which involves programming and circuit board construction, mm-hmm. and. It's for a video game. It's very in depth. Like you have to actually print out the user manual, mm. or at least have a PDF on the side to use with the game while you play it. Right. There's like it's like it's like got its own like parsing, like parsed like programming language like within yep. the game, and that's part of the puzzle. And yes, like you have to learn the yeah. game's programming language. It's really cool. Like listener Michael Myers, actually, I think if I remember correctly, I can't remember if this is the game he bought from me. If this is the one he suggested that I ended up buying, but uh. It was like a suggestion, like one, a unique game, and two, this could be a game that you could play while also improving your programming skills if you've been lax, which I mm. have been. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I love the game. I just suck at making time to play stuff for more than like a couple of hours before I have to move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. It, a lot of times, a lot of these games, they like to, to have the to acquire the skill to improve or, or to or to get further in the game. It just takes so much more time. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's fine. I'm not going to buy any more games. <laughs> like, I'll just keep playing the one. Well, I got to say, I've mm. actually gotten better at that, too. Like, I don't... I mean, I haven't bought as much as I used to. Like, I know, but, you're, but you have a lot of review copies that you have to kind of get And through. that's yeah. where the time... That's so it's where very it comes different. from. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's uh, a I, job. Because, like, Facebook Memories was popping up for me. Mm-hmm. And for years, I would post my holiday haul, I'll call it. All the games I purchased <laughs> over the holidays between, right. like, say, October and the beginning of December. Like, Black Friday weekend. And it was usually, like, piles of games on the floor. It's, like, stacked up. And I thought about, like, for taking one this year, and I was like, but what did I really buy this year? I haven't bought that much this year. And I'm honestly genuinely proud of that because some might say, well, yeah, because you got all these review games. Like, yeah, you say that, but I still was buying tons because it was more about the therapeutic release of buying a product than the game half the time. Yeah. And I have not bought much at all. It's kind of cool. I like it. But I'm, well, I'm glad to see that, like, not that you followed through, but you're seeing the benefits of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Of, between of, of, that. Of, of the decision. Yes, between mm. that and fitness, this has been mm. a hallmark for me. I love both things. It's Good. been glorious. Yeah. Mercy. Mercy. My last track, Pernell, is a kicker. This is this, this, this music. This music, this music made a huge impact on me, I feel like, when I first heard it. And um, and then we had the composer on the show, and that's Ian Stocker, Magical Time Bean. I thought it was like, wait a minute, the composer of this track was like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, this is for my next track. Um, and this is from Escape Goat 2, and this is the ending theme called Caper Aratus. And it's composed by Ian Stocker. It features Kyle Johnson, and I forget the choir, but it's the school that his wife works at. And it's the, it's like the kids who... Oh, I remember that. Up. He came on, and it was like, that was really awesome oh, when he told us about that. It's amazing. I, I, I love the music on, on the on this game. He's a, he's a fantastic composer, and the, the puzzles in this game are just mind-bending. So he's definitely a real smart guy. Um, so yeah, this is it. This is from our episode. Oh, no. 
we had him on the episode. This is from our episode, The End of the World, 16-5. Not the one where we had him on the episode. This is where all of our uh, tracks are about the end of the world. Ah. Yeah, so this is Caper Erratus from the game Escape Goat 2, composed by Ian Stocker.
Waxon, Waxon. That was Caper Aratus from the game Escape Goat 2. Waxon, Waxon. <laughs> Composed by Ian Stocker, <laughs> Magical Time Bean, and Kyle Johnson. And that was from episode 16-5, Wax On, Wax Off. The end of the world. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm pretty sure that yeah, yeah. real ears don't hear that in the song. But I just hear Wax On, Wax Off during the course. And it's stuck. Mm. Well, if you would like more information about um, a lot of the artists on the show, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We have links to um, band camps and links to their sound clouds if they have them, places where you can go and buy the music and support all of these great artists if, if they're still you know, in the industry and they're still working. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on episode podcast anniversary for our fourth anniversary of Rhythm and Pixels. That's four years of gibberish. Four years of singing. Four years of game music. Four years of air guitar and air drums. Four years of hers potato chips, which believe it or not, we haven't had on the show in a bit. Yeah, that's right. You've been very focused on health. Yeah. It's a very uh, odd thing. But a lot of Lunchables. Lunchables are healthy-ish. <laughs> healthy-ish. Yeah, they're low calories. They got protein. Healthy adjacent. They're processed, but they have healthy benefits, <laughs> and they're quick eats too. They are quick eats. You, you come here usually kind of in a hurry. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're not in a hurry, just what are you exactly? I don't even want to know. So, um, so next week, or rather this week, we'll be recording at some point, and we'll, and we'll talk about it on our. Facebook and Twitter and on our website. We Our next uh, live stream episode is going to be our Thanksgiving episode. Things you're thankful for, or rather games, composers, anything related to games you're thankful for, and then the music that, you know, of course, embodies that. So crank them out. <laughs> yeah, so definitely let us know. And you can let us know over email. So you can let us know what you're thankful for. You can let us know. Um, music suggestions or if you just want to say hi to us you can send us an email rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com and again if you want more information about our show full track listings from all the episodes access to all the episodes and access to all the other cool stuff that's going on with us go to the website rhythmandpixels.com also we should plug the discord yes so if you want to say hi to us there or say hi to other people kind of in the the community of uh, video game music geeks go to discord and we have a link to our discord on the website um, for rhythm and pixels and there i think there's also going to be adjacent links to uh, the vg embassy the vgm podcast fans um all of that lots of good places to yeah. get your game music on yeah a lot of people sharing information um, sharing uh, YouTube links and, and all sorts of uh, links to great music. Uh, you can catch us even on... Your even a bunch of Zeldas. I was going to say, even your zip code. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah, you can uh, go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. We have a Facebook group called Rhythm and Pixels Chat. And we also got to rep the VGM Podcast Fans group. That's always a, a cool place to go and, and meet other people who are just into the same things that you are. And everyone's really friendly. Everyone's very welcoming. 
Um, it's, it's just everyone's very knowledgeable, which is really helpful. Honestly, which they, is very helpful. <laughs> it's, it's a fan, honestly, it's a great community. Like it's, I'd say, well, I'll come up in the our whatever our decade yeah. review episode that's inevitable. But honestly, I can definitely <laughs> say decade in review. Wow. It's uh, yeah, it's creepy, isn't it? Yeah. We're coming up on that, but uh, yeah, like honestly, the VGM community is probably one of the best things that's come out of the last couple of years for me. Yeah. It's it's a surprisingly awesome. welcome. Uh, I can't think of a single, well, I can think of a few, but they're very rare where someone's out where like, ah, oh, this is awful. Don't be such a jerk, man. <laughs> be friendlier. Be friendlier. But it's very to, yeah. it's very rare to non-existent, and it's a rarity on the internet these yeah, days. Yeah, it's good. Everyone's every, everyone's usually trying to uh, minimize differences, you know. Yes. Get, get to know each other. Um, so anyway, we also want to wrap our YouTube page, youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. We have a 24-7 radio stream playing nothing but 8-bit and 16-bit classics. And um, if you want to support the show, you can just tell people about it. It's cool. Share it on Facebook or share it on Twitter. Write it in your Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah. Carve it into your turkey. Go to the mall, sit on a mall Santa's lap, and tell them that you want a podcast. Go to your local mall that still somehow gets foot traffic and sneak into the actual management office and say it into the loudspeaker. Yeah, and then actually play the podcast in the speaker system. Do donuts in the parking lot <laughs> and spell out the name in skid marks. Yes, or skywriting. Yes, Sky- definitely skywriting. People don't skywrite anymore. Apparently. They should start. They should start. It's just the it's a lost art form. Anyway, you can also support the show <laughs> by going to Patreon, patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels. And every month you get access to a live recording of an episode just like this one. Um, but we do a, a free live stream on our anniversaries and usually like on Christmas, around Christmas time. And we also like to thank all of our Patreon members at the end of every episode. So thank you, that Nick Walker, Mike Myers, Dan Loughton, Phantom Jest, Steve Miller, Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Senstrom. Bobby Arson from One Up Funk. Follow them on Instagram at One Up Funk. Wicked Sephiroth. OK Impala. KFC Kung Fu Carlito. <laughs> Good to see you <laughs> in the chat. Uh, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Brian Pitt. Chris Marie. What's going on? Uh, Bruce Irons from The Mad Gear. Tough one, tough one. Bruce Irons. Ed Wilson from VVG Embassy. Alexander Proudfoot. Davy Cakes. Frank Wack, the dude, the dude, right? That's the dude. The El dude. Duderino. Uh The Last Weekend, Bedroth, Jupiter Jazz, Solus Sanctuary, Mixix Master himself, John Jekyll, Jungle Harmschmidt, Damian Beckles, Joe Vassalo, Chris Tienerson, Alex the Messenger, Messenger, patron saint of all VGM podcasts. And thank you, David Smith. I swear, if there's a weird day that comes where he's just like, I hate VGM. <laughs> Everything has to do with it. Stop talking about me on your podcasts. Like, don't All I care about now is hockey and wrestling. I don't know. And hot takes. I know he likes hockey. That's cool. Hot, and hot takes. And hot takes. Hot takes on hockey. Yes. <laughs> anyway, thanks everyone for listening to the show. Next week is all about what you're thankful for. And then after that, we have some guests lined up. Ed Wilson will be on the show uh, soon. And Michael Bridgewater, again, or maybe we're on his show. I can't remember, but I think he's coming on. (laughs) EB goes, he's like, I prefer Edison's cylinder music now. (laughs) That's all all that matters. Uh, He's got got a big Victrola at home. (laughs) Anyway, thank you everyone for listening to the show. Thanks to everyone for listening for the past four years. Um, I hope that some of our favorite tracks are some of yours as well. 
Yes. If, if not, let us know. But like, I feel like these are the ones that meant a lot to me, or the ones that really caught my attention over the past year. Actually, that's yeah. a good thing. To, that's a good way to phrase it too. Yeah. If you have favorite tracks from the last year, mm-hmm. definitely let us know. Just be, it would be just cool to hear what people's favorites were. And if there was like any moments where he's like, "Hey, thanks to this track, I learned about this game," or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Kick that wordage back. And lastly, of course, if you have any cool topic suggestions, do that too. Because yeah, yeah, we always like good. New, we always like new topic suggestions. As we're like, we're coming up with some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, thanks to everyone for listening to Rhythm and Pixels. It's been a great year. We'll see you in year five. It's been a great year too. At Stacy Con. <laughs> we'll see you at Stacy Con 2020. <laughs> we'll see you with more Simpsons references. Now, thanks everyone for listening. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Have a good night. And remember. Yeah, we're going through our day, churning churning through it like hot buttered popcorn in a dank, crusty bag. But even though we just kind of want to get from beginning to end, sometimes it might be worth just, you know, every once in a while you see a person on the street, just do the simple wave and hello. Or, I don't know, <laughs> shudder, small talking every once in a while. I can say from personal experience lately too, whether it being me receiving or providing it, being kind with small talk or just like stating interesting things to people like, you know, just, hey, nice hair or, hey, you know, hope you're having a good day or something like that. It works wonders for people when you're living in an environment where you're kind of constantly being brought down by like various negative elements mm-hmm. to have random people just be like, hi, or hope your day is going well. You know, it has an impact on people in ways that we don't even expect sometimes. So it's just worth throwing the energy and hoping that someone latches on. That's what I've been doing lately, and it seems to be doing well for folks. So I'm going to keep doing it. Give it a try.